0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the uh, Christmas New Year edition of uh, SFP Now and Genretainment. We're combining the shows. We're crossing the streams, and with me here is Matt Pyle from Genre Tainment. We have Jeff Hello. Burns from Super Geeked Up and the DC Action Hour, and uh, joining us for the ride this year is Raisa, um, who's the, um, who, who writes over at Sci-Fi Pulse and uh, does a lot of big finish reviews. Has also been reviewing Legends of Tomorrow, so welcome, guys. Okay, yes. Thanks for having us again. Hello. Yo, it's cool. Okay, well, you know, what we're going to do today is we're going to do um, our best of and worst of the year we're going to be doing movies TV Jeff's going to be doing some books and then we're going to end the show with uh, our prediction with our TV and movie predictions for 2018 so I think we agreed we'd start off with movies right
1: yes,
2: yes movies
1: let's
0: do it okay who wants to go first you've got three movies I'll, each
1: I will go last
0: okay well that, you would have to be awkward
1: Mark's <laughs> is going to last because
0: he hasn't seen any movies he, told <laughs> <laughs> he okay. just wants to copy our things <laughs> okay okay well it is a We've got three best movies. So we can have three, you know, we can have three movies that we consider to be the best of 2017. And we can have one bad movie. And it's the same with TV. You know, three TV shows, one bad TV show.
1: All right. Why don't we let us, this is the first time on the show, right? Uh, for the year-end. Why don't we let like Riesa so go first? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. Let's see. Good movies. I really loved um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That was my, that's my favorite. Uh, my next favorite would be Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Um, it it finally felt like a Spider-Man movie. And let's see, a third would be. Hmm, I can't really come up with a third.
1: You know? No, oh, that bodes well for
0: 2017. <laughs> wow, then that, that means that there was only two decent movies in 2017. That's that's scary.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I've, um, the problem I'm, I'm having is that I, I enjoy these movies when I watch them, and then they fade from memory like, uh-huh. as time goes on, uh-huh. and I can't I can't retain them anymore.
0: Um, I I just wrote a few down. That, that's yeah. how, how I did it. I just wrote a few down. I mean, there's one movie I wanted to mention. But oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder
2: Woman. Ah,
0: absolutely. There we yes. go. There we go. Yes, yeah. You know, and I think we're all going to agree on that one.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. So, um, Spider-Man: Homecoming. What was it that made you uh, choose that? You said it felt like it, um, a Spider-Man it, it, movie. It,
2: the whole, the whole tone of it. Plus, um, I really enjoyed um, the, the character dynamics between uh, between Tony Stark and Peter Parker. And uh, it just, it, it was also just really good. Sense up for that portion of what will be
0: Infinity War when it comes out. Cool. So. Okay. um, So, um, Jeff, do you want to go next?
2: Sure. All right. So, uh, I did my choices
1: and uh, I ranked them actually. uh, One, two, three. So I'll start with the third one and work my way up to number one. Number three for 2017 is the Beauty and the Beast live action film. Uh, The animated one uh, by Disney is actually one of my favorite animated films of all time. Uh, And I think they did an awesome job with the live action. Very, 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 was like the original, you know, they were faithful to it. And uh, they had a couple things, which I think were nice too, though. Didn't take away from it. So I think they did a great job with that. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, and my f- top two are actually both DC films. Number two is Justice League. Uh, I've been waiting a very long time for Justice League movie. And uh, I was very pleased uh, to see that it was actually pretty much everything I ever wanted out of Justice League. I think it was awesome. I love the film. It was super well paced. Uh, the characters were uh, expertly cast, and the, they just worked really well together. Uh, so I love that movie a lot. And uh, number one is Wonder Woman, uh, which obviously got a pretty rare reviews from just mo- almost everyone I talked to anyway. But yeah, Gal Gadot, I think, is the perfect Wonder Woman. Uh, I, I, I hope she plays that for a very long time, because I want to keep seeing her in that role for many, many movies. Uh, she just rocks and kicks ass, and, and it's a great hero. We, there's a lot of dark heroes nowadays you know, and anti-heroes, but it's nice to see one who's so full of hope and, and a good beacon of light and somebody that other people can look up to and try to emulate. Uh, and I think that movie did a great job of showing that with uh, with Diana. And so, yeah, so I think even though DC is a lot of crap, particularly in past years, uh, and somewhat deservedly, uh, this year I think they knocked out of the park, at least for me, both the Justice League and Wonder Woman, I think both their movies this year, they did a really good job.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on Wonder Woman, I also agree with you on Justice League, and I don't understand why they gave it so much flack, because I thought it was actually a, a pretty good movie, all things considered, they actually got Superman right this time, which was which was good, but you know, there was people complaining about the fact that he had, he had a moustache and it was CGI'd over or something, and yeah. I didn't notice it.
1: Somebody in France just said that to us on our show. You guessed sometimes on our DC action, our show. I completely forgot you told me that. I didn't notice it at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, okay, I guess it happened, but who cares? You know. That's the thing. That drives me nuts. Why do little things like that make people hate movies? Like, who cares about the mustache? Even mm-hmm. if you didn't like it. That
2: nothing to do with the story of the movie.
0: Yeah, that makes <laughs> I mean, I, I, thought this, I thought the story was okay. I mean, it, it did have its problems, but, you know, I think going there to criticise the movie, I went in there to enjoy myself, and I enjoyed myself, and I went out enjoying the movie. I thought it was good. I mean, I don't think,
1: that's probably not the main problem people have with the moustache. I'm sure they had other issues too. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: the number one reason of critics. Yeah, I think a
0: moustache. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to picture Mats with his beard and moustache down out, and see, you know, Wonder if you'd notice it.
2: That'd be super
1: weird. I've
0: no. never seen it without those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any any honorable mentions? to movies that you that you may, may that didn't quite make make the mist? Just out of curiosity.
1: Oh yeah, I have some. But do you want to go to you guys, you and Mark first for your tops?
0: Yeah, we'll go. We'll oh. go with Matt and me, and then we'll do honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. So sure, sure. So I haven't actually watched very movies,
1: very many movies that came out this year. I've just been really busy and some reason, oh, um, we'll I now,
0: suspect... We'll now some map from last December into this year.
1: <laughs> well, that helps. <laughs> I I suspect number three would be somewhere, either one of the ones I haven't seen, like Logan, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, new Star Wars movie, probably one of those would be it. But I haven't watched them, so I can't tell you exactly which one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is one I did watch, and I enjoyed quite a bit. Maybe not quite as much as number one, just because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as fresh... Uh, but it was still nice to see those characters and there's some good good story there. And then, of course, my number one is Wonder Woman. I think it was the best example of a female superhero or female action character that we've ever had. And um, it was a good story. And, and I hope uh, hope they do more. I hope. Well, I think they're probably going to fast forward to the present. But I, I'm kind of hopeful that Wonder Woman movies would just be kind of set kind of throughout time. You know? Yeah. And that oh, would be that's great. That's what you should do, man. Every, every, every different decades. Yeah, just work your way slowly up towards the present.
2: That's what I, they I, do. Thought I, I thought I read that they were going to do the next Wonder Woman movie in the Cold War somewhere. I think
1: Probably it's going to be enough. the past too. I actually I don't think they're going to go present. I'm pretty sure. Okay, going to go the past. That, that's that's a good idea. I think, and so hopefully they'll do that because I think that uh, makes it unique a little bit. Except for Captain America, First Avenger, there hasn't been
2: any really like that. Mm-hmm.
0: If they if they were to do it that way, we get they'll get older. Could actually do it that way. And if they were to recast Superman and Batman like they're talking about doing. Because um, there's been some rumors that they're that they're looking to revamp the uh, Justice League going around. I don't know. If I don't know how much truth there is to them, but they've been talking about it a little bit.
1: I definitely shouldn't, because the cast yeah. they have is amazing. Mm. <laughs> I feel like Warner Brothers is they give their marketers a little bit too much power sometimes, or somebody because some of the decisions are kind of kind of wonky sometimes.
0: But I think if they were to do that time thing with Wonder Woman, it, it'd make a fitting with whatever cast or whatever lineup they end up using. Um, you know, even if they kept it the same, she'd still fit in with it. You know, mm-hmm. you no. Know, you What's really it, nice about Wonder Woman
1: me. is it did what I, a lot of. I have a lot of problems with a lot of superhero movies nowadays that they have to work in a million other guest star superheroes into their films, and that drives me nuts. I don't think that's good. That, how you tell the best story as a filmmaker? I don't think that's the way to do it. Wonder Woman worked, I think, a lot because it focused on her alone. Mm-hmm. Batman wasn't, isn't. Superman wasn't in it. All these other people were not in this movie. It was Wonder Woman. The movie was about her and her alone. And obviously the other, like Steve Trevor of course, and stuff, but, you know, the people who made sense, who were supposed to be in her story. <laughs>
2: yeah. and
1: I wish more superhero movies did that. It was just about this hero, let's follow this one character on, protagonist on their story. Well, I think that's the big misstep that the DC universe has done. Like Marvel took their time, introduced each character, give them their own movies, and kind of grew into this universe where DC kind of wanted to like just jump ahead and get right there. And that's not a, a good approach. It works a little bit better because uh, you know, people sorta of know, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman at least. But we don't know these interpretations necessarily. So it does cause a little bit of a learning curve. But people don't know Aquaman or some of the other characters very much, and I think it's it's a mistake to do that. And it's probably why Justice League uh, didn't do so well in the box office, even if it's a good movie. Okay. Well t- possibly. See, I I'm just to quickly. I actually do disagree with that. I, I get what your point and then maybe what if hurt the box office. I actually don't think doing justice League, like this really had any problems. Like, even if you didn't know those characters, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I didn't follow all those characters a lot when I was a kid. Not every single one of them. Like, you know, um, I know more about them now because of the Flash TV show and stuff like that. But I don't know, I think that movie worked as an intro to all those characters on its own, to be honest with you. I actually don't think that was a misstep in terms of storytelling purposes. I don't know, but I mean, I get what you're saying. They may have been more anxious, wanted to see it if they already cared about those characters. Individually, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay. I mean, superheroes are always kind of a tough sell. And uh, they're not as tough a sell now. But when you're talking about, let's just say you never watched a superhero movie, and you're like, okay, there's a show about this alien, teams up with a billionaire in a bat suit and an Amazonian, and then this King of Atlantis and a super fast guy and who's <laughs> real funny, and, uh, and a cyborg dude, you know and they all team up, and they fight a million guys from another dimension or something, you know? I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> me, I'd be like, that sounds amazing! <laughs> People are more accepting of it now, but yeah, but that's still a little tough sell for, you know, uh, certain general audiences. Yeah. When I was a kid, man, that sounded like the greatest thing in the universe. Oh yeah, for kids, sure. But, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: But for, for executives and bankers, no. Not so good.
2: <laughs> I, have, I have read that the... Kids have responded to the film. And, yeah, the Justice League Yeah Yeah, that Justice League did much better with kids and that it's, it was a good kids' movie.
1: Well, I mean, that's um, the thing. Like the cartoon movies, they do that all the time anymore. They just do new interpretations all the time and it works okay because under demographics, you just absorb that stuff. You're like, what's the millionth Pokemon now? I'm going to memorize all the Pokemon, you yeah? uh, know? You want, you as a child like to do that. And, um, I think unless you have that background as an adult, you're a little more hesitant to do it. And uh, when you're shooting something that's hundreds, of, you gotta make billions of dollars from it. You gotta mm-hmm. be as broad as you can. And I think that's that's why what Marvel did was a better, was a safer bet to, to to approach it that way. And why yeah. I guess it's, it's timing was a little bit more risky.
0: Yeah, I'm still yeah. I'm still waiting for uh for is it Mark Mark Garofano who plays Hulk. Yeah. I'm still yeah. waiting for him to have his solo movie. I still want to see his or, solo or, 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 movie. It's not
2: going to happen.
0: Oh, that, sucks. Not. that sucks. That sucks. Because, you know, I think I think with him in, in it, it would have been way better than the one with Eric Banner and the one with... Uh, Look,
1: just go back again. and watch the Ang Lee one, man. It was amazing. Just watch that
0: movie again. Oh, man. that What, broke that <laughs> cult. Just watch I'm it. That was terrible. Just put, like, just
1: edit it and put, like, his face over that guy and through the whole movie and just, you know... Yeah, it was just uh, joy. It just, well, I like the Edward, the
0: Edward Norton one, actually. Uh, yeah. the- that one was good. That one was good. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I like the way the, 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 they actually gave you the origin story in the opening credits. You know, like, it, like yeah. they used to do on a TV show, they kind of did that with the Edward Norton. And that was actually quite good. My choices, uh, this, this this one's going to shock you because if You know, one my, my number one is probably not what you're going to expect it to be. In third place, Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, oh wow. well. Well on there though, that's
0: good. Uh second place Justice League. I liked it a little bit better than Wonder Woman. Oh, that's a, oh, all right, nice. Uh, um just a little bit better. But my uh, my first choice is War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, the fight, I didn't see that coming. The final part of the uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. I thought it was a brilliant film. A lot of it was done in silence, as in you know, it was a lot of uh, subtitles um of the apes talking to each other and you know, and not not with song sort of like in silence, but it had a great soundtrack, and it worked the way the way it was done. You know, it really worked. Uh, the conflict between Caesar and I think it was Woody Harrelson who was playing the big bad um, in this one. The conflict between Caesar and him was really believable. You know, it kind of ended in such a way where it kind of sets things up for the original nineteen sixties Planet of the Apes movie. To sort of like st- start sort of thing. Uh, so they they this is it for them. They were
1: just going to do a trilogy. They're not going to keep going.
0: Well, that's apparently it. Yeah, that that was the last film. Um, but it was it was done really well. It was done really really well. And um, you know, I, I actually watched the uh, original Charlton Eston, Planet of the Apes immediately after it. And if you overlook the special effects and everything like that, it actually works from a narrative point of view, from the story point of view. Cool. Sort of Think so. But yeah, that's, that was my favourite movie of the year, was uh, War for
1: the Planet of the Apes. And yeah, um, I forgot about that one. It looks like it's going to be really good.
0: It was good. And they got a few honourable mentions, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw these out and you guys can, can sort of like add to them. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I'll give an honourable mention because it doesn't do what you expect it to do with certain characters there's been a lot of uh, theories on the internet about certain ca- about certain characters and about what's going to happen and it completely and utterly flies in the face of them and, you know, it's got like a... There's a line in it that Luke Skywalker says to, to uh, Ray, and says, this isn't going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out sort of thing and that actually sums up the film <laughs> and that, I liked it and the fact is, most of the Star Wars fans, as in the hardcore Star Wars fans, hate it. They're saying, Disney's ruined Star Wars. I think it's great, <laughs> because it's sort of like, it, it it's sort of like, it, it defied what, what people's expectations were of it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I could be wrong, but I think it's funny, because it's like, everybody was so hard on Force Awakens, because they said it was too much like, the original Star Wars movie. And
0: this one and then, isn't nice. Isn't and this one, they're
1: like, it's too different. And it's like, well, no, that actually makes <laughs> perfect sense. I was one of those people who don't like Force Awakens because it's too similar, but I was in the minority. Much more people love Force Awakens. So that's the group now that's going to obviously not like this one. It makes perfect sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so Force
1: like Awakens too. is a very popular movie, actually. Most people I talk to, and I'm, I talk to Star Wars fans all the time at comic Cons, they love Force Awakens. I'm not in the majority of people who don't like Force Awakens. I but think, there is a lot of people like me as well. I mean, there's a good strong contention. But
0: I think this was better than Force Awakens. Because it, you know, it went completely... You actually
1: gave me hope that maybe it's actually worth seeing this movie. Because I said I was done with Star Wars to be honest with you after Force Awakens <laughs> and Rogue One. But
0: yeah, it completely it completely goes against expectations. Because there's been a lot of theories and a lot of talk about the, you know, about certain characters and what's this and this is going to happen. And they've been going from the old, um, from the old. On continuity in the uh, comics and the old books, you know that 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 no longer continuity and they've been making up theories based on those. And Ryan Johnson just completely flies in the face of it and does his own thing with the movie. And I I just thought it was a ring really well done and I loved the way it ended. And a lot of a lot of fans are, are, are going against it. Um, and, and don't and it's really hard for me to talk about it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's not seen it. Obviously sort of thing but I, I really enjoyed it This certain bit with with Finn um, that kind of it looks well <laughs>
1: <can> stop talking <laughs> yeah stop talking this wasn't one of you your top said, I don't want to spoil it just end it there end there yeah. that's good this is an honourable mention you don't need to go in detail <laughs>
0: it's not okay. detail than any of the top three movies <laughs> okay <laughs> other, other honourable mention is Spider-Man Homecoming because I think it's sort of like um, as Reese said it's, uh, it's probably the most Spider-Man film that I've done and uh, also Mogan, which was kind of like yeah. uh, Spaghetti Western. I loved the way it was, sort of like it was a futuristic, post-apocalyptic Spaghetti Western sort of thing. I,
2: it was a great film, but I had to watch, had to watch something happy afterwards because it was so depressing.
0: Yeah, I watched The Smurfs afterwards, and that made me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Logan's also on my honorable mentions. By far the best Wolverine movie, not even close. Today. So, yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. So a good, a good, nice end chapter for you, Jackman. Mm-hmm.
2: And for me, my own will mention is Beauty and the Beast, um, for all the reasons Sorry. that Jeff brought up. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: I've not seen it yet. I'm, I'm not really seen any of the live action Disney stuff yet. Check it out. Mm. I was
1: disappointed; Beast wasn't Stillskin, So <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> However, that is the best character once upon a
2: time. Well, it yeah. was we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, two other quick
1: honorable mentions, uh, mainly just because these movies were fun and better than I expected. Kong Skull Island actually turned out to be like an oh, awesome action movie, I thought. I loved it. I loved yeah. it, actually. Yeah. It was really well done. And, uh, and then also I'm going to put a movie on that got destroyed by critics and audiences. And I finally watched it on Blu-ray and I thought it was a lot of fun. That's The Mummy
2: i liked it i liked it yes. i
0: thought it was okay you know i think i liked think yeah, it i thought
1: good, it was a but... fun movie there's actually some nice humor in it it's a good action flick um no, i don't actually that kind of set up like their whole horror franchise they want to do and i think they're still moving forward i don't think they've given up just because i didn't oh. know, are they i don't know no i think because they had too many films in the works i don't i think they're still moving forward
0: okay matt's before we move on any honorable mentions
1: Oh, just all my potential thir- uh, third option. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Worst movie of two thousand seventeen.
1: Yeah, it's really hard. One that I because I didn't watch for many. <laughs> I didn't watch bad ones for sure. One I watched on a plane when I was flying because I watched a few. It was Aliens Covenant, and <laughs> I liked I liked Prometheus okay. And, I love Prometheus, uh, and I thought the ending of it was very promising for what a sequel could be, and I thought. I was very disappointed in the direction they went with Covenant. So but that was, talk about Logan being a downer, that was super downer movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with wow. you though, man. I I was, I was liked Prometheus, the ending was great, and then Covenant just made no sense, like how they continued Covenant from Prometheus. I was like, you just wasted everything you did in Prometheus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. I'm not saying it was a terrible movie, but it was a bit, definitely a disappointment. I'm curious right. if those choices are writer choices, or those were like practical choices they had to make because of Stuff, you know, I'm yeah, trying not to spoil At Really, Scott did it. both of them though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, actor availability, stuff like that, you know, if that had played a part or not. I don't know. Because I can't imagine whenever he ended that, that was where he was planning on going with it. I, I could, I don't think. It and just seems so bizarre. weird. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I am, I don't have any bad movies because I, I, I think I, I, on purpose, skipped anything that I thought would be a bad movie. <laughs> so I just yeah. didn't bother.
0: <laughs> uh, I just watched this the overnight for the very purpose of having a bad movie, uh, and it's Transformers: The Last Night. Oh God! Yeah, I
2: skipped that on purpose. Yeah. And
0: I think uh, I think Anthony Hopkins sums it up with, um, "You're not gonna make me tell you about the plot, are you? You know, in an interview sort of thing." <laughs> but, Anthony Hopkins is in that movie. Yeah. Huh? He, oh boy he, 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 he basing his, he's basing he's basing as a professor character that spews a load of expositional stuff about how the Autobots were involved in King Arthur's cart or something it was just like really mad I crazy fuck no up <laughs> <laughs> like you know they're, they're, trying, they're trying to try and do Transformers and mix it with, with our fairy and stuff it was um, it was doomed to fail but <laughs> well, that was my, it that's my like remix yeah
1: call these like terrible movies i'm gonna call them the my dig- biggest disappointments because i have two movies that are kind of tied that i was super pumped for them both of these i saw a comic-con one this past summer one the one before that and the footage looked amazing i was so excited to see them and then they did not uh, deliver at all one is atomic blonde the other is valerian the city of a thousand planets so, you did not um, like atomic blonde I like you know you were with, you're with actually, marks. you know like they showed yeah. that the that fight it scene great. it was the fight scene it was all one take i was like after i was like to Marx, i was like oh my god it's one of the most amazing fight scenes i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> i was so excited and then that was the best part of the whole movie uh i really saw it <laughs> so <laughs> like the action's good like absolutely the acting's solid the story is just there's no story basically mm. so like i was really disappointed i thought the movie was gonna be amazing valerian again looked awesome in 2016 at comic-con i didn't know about it until then uh Oh my god, well, I can't think of the guy's name, the director. You know, the French director. L- no, Luc Luc Besson.
2: Besson.
1: Besson, thank you. Yeah. I like yeah, I obviously I like eyes. his work from Fifth Element, you know, and other stuff he's done. Um and then yeah, this movie did not work at all. <laughs> like it was, again, story wasn't good. Like the Dane De uh, I actually like him.
0: And Cara, I don't know how to say name, Delaving Yeah, Robert. with the eyebrows. I don't know, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen her
1: or anything, but they did not, unfortunately their chemistry was non-existent. Yeah. They just did not work together.
0: She, she was in Suicide Squad.
1: Oh, is she the temptress? Oh, yeah, the no, no, no no Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I actually liked her in that. Okay. So I'm not saying these are bad actors, they're not, but I'm saying that fortunately they didn't click together. They were trying to do this whole, you know, like kind of romance, oh, they don't really want to get together, but at the end, you know, they're going to, and <laughs> that kind of deal.
0: I've not yeah, seen that yeah. one yet. I've been I've been thinking about renting it just to just to see it, you know, to to top off the year with, so I can say I've seen it, check it off the list. So, you know. Yeah. It I
1: wanted it to be so good. Mm. And I actually just last week, as also was a disappointment. Kingsman the Golden Circle was disappointing to me. Yeah, it's too me. It
0: too long. It was so amazing. Too freaking long. The first one was great, but the second one was just too long. You know, they 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 needed to edit it a bit more. And edit about half hour off it, <laughs> you know,
1: mm.
0: because I, I was bored. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know. it wasn't. It was kind of dull. <laughs> You're right. The first one was like not dull at all. It was super exciting.
0: Because I was, I was actually watching it that night when I was watch, watching you guys on a DC Action Hour. Oh, I remember you said that. I don't know whether to listen to you
1: guys um, or, or watch this. I, I was like, just watch us.
0: <laughs> I kind of, had, I kind of watched it for a little bit while, while I was listening to yours and. I was bored by that, so I ended up turning... That's why,
1: that's why it was dull, because we were so much more exciting. <laughs> true. Hang on, Mark, Maybe we have put that our tagline now. We are more exciting than
0: Kingsman. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a, that you can use it as a tagline. DC Action Hour, more exciting than Kingsman the Golden Circle.
1: <laughs> more exciting than watching Channing Tatum. He's in the movie. And, and
0: Jeff Bridges, Bridges in that movie, and he's not really used at all, you know?
1: Oh, well, neither is Channing Tatum, actually. chain Tatum should not be in that movie. <laughs> the way they do that with him, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's not in There was a good panel at Comic-Con, though, but yeah. Oh, it was. They, by the way, Mark, they actually showed us a lot of stuff. They showed us like three different clips. I remember seeing them all when I watched the full movie. I was like, oh, that's right. I've seen all this stuff already. Yeah, yeah. It's a good panel. <laughs> the opening, by the way, that you saw, Mark, They're still the best part of the movie.
0: Mm. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, everyone's worst movie of the year. Have you, you, you had a worst yet, Mark? so Yeah, it's Alien's Covenant. Alien Covenant, yeah. yeah. I've not seen it. I gave up after Alien 3, to be honest. So I've not (laughs) seen it. (laughs) You gave up
1: a long time
0: ago. I kind of checked out. I checked out after Alien 3. I just felt, you know, they're they're, they're dragging this out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So now now moving on to um, best and worst TV series. Um, So... This, is, this can be new TV series as well as returning TV series. You can also have animated TV series. So who wants to go first? I'll,
2: I'll go first, I guess. Um, let's do best first just to be happy.
0: Well, what we'll do, um, we'll do best first, and then we'll go around and do worst. Okay. Awesome.
2: Um, Thunderbirds Are Go is actually on my best. Um, oh. Just because Thunderbirds Are Go... Is giving me a lot of what the live-action shows aren't, which is namely just really nice people who actually fix problems <laughs> As, and, and, and don't have 11t1 existential crises before lunch on their way to doing it. And they just they just get the job
0: done. FAB.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, you you guys familiar with Thunderbirds? I go
1: a little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen the new new stuff.
0: Yeah, the, well, the, the new stuff, it's actually the entire CGI animation, it's really good. And uh, the animation and models, it's actually done by Weta Workshop, who did, who did all the order of the Ring stuff, so that, that's going to be on my honourable mentions, is from the Birds I So, uh, you got another two?
2: Yes, um, for, um, because I haven't seen enough of Librarians yet, I can't put that on the list in all good faith, but I am going to put Legends on the list. Um, Legends is actually one of my best. I know that you, Jeff, you don't like it, but I, I'm absolutely loving it. And as with Thunderbirds Argo, it's one of those shows that's actually just giving me everything I need. So,
0: mm-hmm. And, and then
2: um, my third one is Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Just because Game of Thrones, they're actually delivering on what they promised. They're actually going down the roads they set up. And that's very refreshing, because a lot of these shows they get sidetracked, they get weird, and they get sidetracked. Plus, you gotta give them, you gotta give them extra credit just for being able to go on, even though they ran out of books.
0: hmm that's, yeah. that's
2: not a minor thing.
0: I, I've noticed that since the run out of books, the uh, the episodes have become more streamlined and seem to go by a lot quicker. You know, yes. Being, you, know, yeah. so like, uh, you know, so like you know, so I I've been enjoying Game of Thrones as well, and that's going to be an honorable mention for me.
1: Um, is he is he still going to write books or no or is he just concentrating on the series now?
2: He's, he says he's he's technically writing books, but he's doing it so slowly that a lot of people have just given up. I mean, even if he gets the books out in a timely manner, I'm not reading books six and seven. I've had it. I'm I'm going to just take whatever the series is and just have that be what it is because um, mm-hmm. I'm I it's pointless now.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> it really just is. So before we go to worst, um, Jeff, what are your best
1: three of All right, best actually, my best three are all new shows. Number one, I'll, I'll go in order. Number one is the Orville, uh, the Seth MacFarlane Star Trek esque sci fi TV series. This,
2: uh, when we get to another category, I'll mention another show. Uh, but this is the show <laughs> that's giving me
1: uh, everything I want out of Star Trek, everything I love out of Star Trek. Even though it's not Star Trek, but obviously Seth MacFarlane loves. Star Trek and he's paying homage to it in a, in a very nice way with more humour than obviously the original Star Trek series have but and they have, the only bad news is they only did 13 episodes that's already done for the season no,
0: they've done 12 uh,
1: aren't they? I 12, think so they're the, oh, 12 you're right I'm sorry 12 I wish there was 13 I guess that's what I wanted <laughs> There's 12, and, there are, and they just finished last week mm-hmm. uh, so we have a long wait but it was really good number 2 is the gifted uh, set in the X-Men universe uh, but with not the characters we've seen in the movies. Uh, just a really, really smart, well-done show and really kind of addressing what I think the X-Men always did the best in comics, which are these people who are not accepted because they're different and really kind of tackling that social issue and, and what it means to find out that your kids are mutants when you think, you know, and you didn't know that. Um, and then number three, I just added this to the list actually because I just started watching it two days ago. It just came out on Amazon last, like four days ago, uh, it's called Jean Claude Van Johnson.
0: Oh yes.
1: <laughs> so here's the here's the concept: What if Jean Claude Van Damme was actually a secret agent, to, pretending to be a movie star? Uh, <laughs> so that, so it's Jean Claude Van Damme coming out of retirement to go to do black ops again, and. The thing is, this show, dude. It's it's an action comedy. It's really funny and it's great action. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he make. He's obviously like he's having fun with himself. He's making fun, of like, or he's talking about his past movies, like Time Cop and Bloodsport. Um, but also, like, there's some awesome action. Like, dude, John claude Van Damme, is still. He can still kick ass. Like, he's he's got the moves down. He has not lost. Like, and he. I think he's gonna be around sixty now. Like, I was doing the math for when he, I was watching him back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, He's looking good, and he's doing a lot of stuff. He's doing all those stunts, stunts, uh, fights himself in the, in the show. Um, I'm halfway through. It's a short season. I'm halfway through. I've watched three episodes, and I'm going to put it on there because it's so much fun. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, back in the day, man, he was my go-to guy. Like him, Schwarzenegger, uh, Segal. I watched all their action movies like if there was a Van Damme movie I watched it absolutely like I loved all those things in the 80s and 90s mm. so uh, it's nice to see him back in something really fun
0: again Yeah, it's, I, 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 I loved him I loved Kickboxer and uh, you know all, all those films that he did back in the 80s and 90s and, and stuff like that and I actually seen a pilot episode on, on Amazon for that about 4 or 5 months ago and yeah I think it was,
1: it, was it was one of their pilot competition things right
0: yeah it was you know, and I actually voted for it as well because I really liked it, you know, so... Nice. Marks,
1: I, I highly recommend this to you since you're obviously a big martial arts fan too. I think you would you would get a kick out of the show. I saw the pilot whenever they're doing the pilot season contest deal. Mm. That's funny. Yeah. would oh, you like it? All right, good. So, you know, the, the Looper, by the way, joke is like, I just love that so much. Well, time Cop
0: is a million times better than Looper. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marks, over to you.
1: Are we doing returning... <clears throat>
0: Best, it's, you yeah, know, it's, be it you be know, it, no it can be new, it can be new and returning, you know, it can mix and match.
1: Okay, I'm gonna cheat and do three of each. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Get out of here! <laughs> Get
0: out of here! you only out three, dude. <laughs> no, you gotta
1: mix. You can do honorable mentions it's too, afterwards. It's, it's too hard. I do honorable, mentions. We gotta do
0: it. The rest do honorable mentions, dude.
1: Okay, so we haven't done a lot of anime, so let's. I'll pick one anime. One that's Tro Hunters it just came out with season two.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's a good one by del toro that is good for a wide age range and uh stars anton yelchin who unfortunately passed away not too too terribly long ago uh but they still record his voice for both season one and two it was a surprise for me how good it was and it's um entertaining even if you're an adult so i liked since you picked an amazon show i liked uh, i'm sure i'll probably like that one too but I like the Tick. I'm a big Tick fan, and um, it took. This is a diff, very different interpretation of Tick in a way, a little darker than, than the other live-action show we got uh, a while back from Fox, I think, and um, and the cartoon. But so it took me like two, three episodes to really, really like click. When it clicked, I really enjoyed it a lot and want to see more of it because it was a pretty short season. So that's a fun superhero comedy show. You know, it's really hard to pick a third because um, there's so many good new shows and shows out there anyway. I'll do a lot of honorable mentions, so I'll just pick one that's a safe bet is Game of Thrones also. So they did a good job this season. I have this group of friends that we do like um they do a screening or a, like a watch it live show, you know, thing. And that was like added to the experience even more. And and uh, they delivered on a lot of promises. So. Mm
0: hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to start with my three. One of my three is uh, a new show. The other two are returning. Number one, The Gifted, really smart, clever TV show. I, I basically binge-watched a old of it. Uh, I found it on Fox here in the UK, and uh, it wasn't really advertised here at all or, or anything that's been on. And I just basically I was going through the... Uh, the TV channels one night, and I found it, and I just binge watched uh, the first six episodes, and I've been hooked ever since. And you know, it's all like Stephen Meyer in a different role. Um, you know, so it's nice to see him working again um, after True Blood, which probably could have potentially ended his career given the final season was so bad. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I just I just love the fact that he's set in a world after the X Men. You know the X-Men have disappeared, and there's still all these mutants left behind that, that are struggling to uh, struggling against an oppressive regime. It's just a really good show, quite enjoyable. Um, my uh, second choice is Star Wars Rebels. Um, this fourth and final season and that they've been showing, it's really kicking ass. Although I've just found out that it's not gonna it's not gonna sh- it's not gonna lead into the battle that we see in Rogue One, unfortunately. So it's going its own way. But I really enjoyed that set of characters, um, Hera, um, Ezra Bridger, and, um, and, and and Kanan, Jarrus. It's just been a really good show, and I've just really enjoyed this season. Um, and, and they're all, they're all on LaFell now, so they're, they're trying to sort of win back LaFell from the Empire. So it you know, ended on a wicked knifhanger. And my third choice uh, is Supernatural. Oh, yeah. Mostly, mostly really for the last season with Mr. Catch, but also because of what they're doing with Lucifer's son in this season, from what I've seen of it so far, I've just really, really, really been enjoying it. And I, I, I was actually disengaged from Supernatural for quite a while, and I've just come back to it, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it again. So, so that's my, uh, my, my, my third choice. Honorable mentions, you know, Game of Thrones, and. Surprisingly, the Orville, I started off not really being too keen on it, but as it's evolved, I've gotten more and more into it, so I'm going to give it an honourable mention. All right. Uh, Reese is shaking her head there as if, oh, I don't agree with you, it's terrible, I give up on it, it's horrible, too many dick and fart jokes. Actually, that's
2: not the problem, I'll get too into it when we discuss the Star Treks later on, but... Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm gonna give kind of an honourable mention to a show. This is gonna cause not a lot of controversy. Star Trek Discovery. Because it's got it's kind, it's kind. of gone its own way, and it's it's doing its own thing. And um, I kind of enjoyed where it's left off. You know, and and there's potential for sort of like, various original series episodes that are going to be linked into the into the, the continuation of the series, but. You know, it only gets an honourable mention, but only just. It's not the best thing I've seen on TV this year, but it's not the worst either. Uh, on to you, Jeff, for honourable mentions. Uh, I'm
1: going to throw... Let's get some DC shows in here, because Marks and I talk DC Action Hour obviously, every week. Uh, Arrow, I'm going to throw definitely on. Uh, and actually it Actually, was, it was my number three, and then I wanted to yeah, put John claude on there. But uh, Arrow, uh, this season, actually, I think it's been really good. Um I think Arrow is really back on track now after... Uh, and actually, last season, they were getting back on track for sure, I think, too. So, when you, But when you combine the kind of both those, I think it's uh, really doing well now. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I actually think almost all the episodes this, this season have been quite good. Um, and they've done some good stuff there. And, yeah, and, you know, I would throw in... Actually, I'm going to throw in Supergirl, too, because even though the first two seasons I had some issues with, this season they are rocking... Uh, I actually think it's the best DC show right now in 2017 for me personally, in terms of how consistent they've been. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll throw that in too.
0: Yeah, I just love the fact that she got a snot beat out of her in the last episode. That was just brilliant. You know, how how are they gonna? How on earth are they gonna resuscitate Supergirl from after 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 such a beatdown? Oh, I she,
1: you know she's not dead.
0: Come on, <laughs> I know she's not dead, but you know, I'm just wondering how how many episodes it will take it to recover.
1: <laughs> the, the, oh, the, uh, none. She'll be recovering next episode. <laughs> I'm sure. They usually don't don't do that. They're like, oh, we're good. Yeah. Five
0: minutes. <laughs> okay. So, Matt, it's you honorable mentions.
1: Honorable mentions. Well, Stranger Things season two is really good. Oh I like
0: Stranger shit! Things I forgot about that. Yeah, I watched it and I loved you know, it. Yeah.
1: There's also there's so many new shows and some of them I only, I've I've always just started, so it's hard for me to. It was hard for me to put them on top three, but uh, I'm really enjoying Runaways. I think they've done a good job with it, um, uh, both making the kid characters and their the teenage characters and their parents uh, very, uh, uh, very multi-dimensional or very layered type um, of characters.
0: Only up to episode two of that.
1: Yep, it gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Another one that's, I don't remember if it's Hulu or Amazon, I think it's Amazon, uh, Future Man, which is it turned out to be a, su- a surprising, funny time travel series that's um, totally different than any other time travel series you've ever seen, and it's also very... Uh, very R-rated humor and, and, uh, and, and such. Uh, so it might not be for everybody, but it's, uh, it's very uh, surprising and it does an interesting job in entertaining. Um, I'll have to check that out, by the way. It is Hulu. I just looked mm-hmm. it up. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that's been a very interesting show. I also like Orville quite a bit, and um, I liked, although I didn't think, feel like there was enough episodes of it, uh, I liked American Gods. I'm curious to see where they go with that. It's an interesting concept. Uh, Legion was also interesting. I liked how they did it through this schizophrenic-type point of view. They really get you into that, that mindset of that character. Uh, a couple of non-superhero ones. Glow was interesting. So you- oh,
2: <laughs> oh, yes! yes. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot the Glow. I get that, that gets yeah. the me too. Yeah, I liked Glow, and
1: uh, it was fun, and made me want to watch. I watched a documentary about the real Glow. Yeah, so did uh, I. I, I watched. Yeah, I watched yeah. it Flick
0: suggested after I watched Glow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been trying um, to find old episodes of the uh of 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 the actual series on YouTube because you know. Yeah,
1: did you watch it? I watched it back when I was a kid. Did you guys watch it or no? No, I didn't.
0: No, we didn't have so, it uh, here.
1: It's too I, I watched it when it was live, man. I really I did when I was a kid. I did watch some pro wrestling, but I did not know about Glow. So and uh, also this is the last season of lawnmire i liked lawnmire i think it's a underrated show that's it's it's, everybody ever talked to watches it enjoys it and um it's sort of like a police detective sort of show that's set by an indian reservation and such so it's got some pretty cool cool storylines that you don't normally see if you want to look at a good series arc like taking a mystery a story whatever and see how it runs through the whole series then that's a great one they, they deliver on everything. They're well-paced. Okay, that's fine. They're going to say some other show that has a murder mystery. <laughs> no. Because you, oh, like Riverdale? Yeah. <laughs> I saw Riverdale season one. I actually liked it a lot. I've not seen season two, so I can't comment. I've but, not
0: um, i have not watched it yet. It's on Netflix here in the UK. I'm not bothered with it. It was
1: surprisingly more better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's got a strong, unique, creative vision, I have to say. Okay, so... Um, you... but is really good and I think it, it, for uh, five six seasons whatever it's it really delivered uh, and then Punisher is interesting but yep. very gory and violent which I might not be for everybody and I think that's about it Mark's <laughs> honestly has a list of like 25 honorable mentions I
0: know <laughs> I, I think I think Reese has got a list to match Mark so, so.
2: Um, yeah Stranger Things is on my honorable mentions list Um. let's see Uh I want, I'm going to put uh, Discovery on my honorable mentions list. Um, I'm, it's, it's interesting. Orville, it's like the two Star Trek type shows have half of what I want. Here's the thing. I don't like, I liked Orville's structure, but I don't like the characters. And Discovery, I um, liked the characters. Well, don't like and i wanted to stick with but 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 the but the actual thing doesn't feel Star Trek-y enough, and I'm only watching it because it's good in its own right, just not sufficiently Star Trek-y.
0: Yeah, it's just a it's just a good sci-fi show, but not a really a good Star Trek show. Is the best way to put it, I guess.
2: They messed up the Klingons.
0: Yeah, they they messed
2: that's up. the actually clean-ons. that's actually the least of it.
0: And and in, in the final scene of the last season, a Klingon got her boobs out. It was very very brief, but it was a bit of boobage on a Klingon. Mm-hmm. You know. Wait, in, in, in right, the, they showed.
1: In, in you're the, saying they showed naked boobs on Star Trek Discovery? Yep. And they.
0: I've also. Heard, I've also heard they've been dropping the F bomb. They, dro- right? they dropped. They dropped the F bomb once. And look at that, man! All you gotta do is go
1: online, and you can do
0: whatever you want. <laughs> Mark and I know that. The when I um, I yeah. actually in my review of that particular episode where they dropped the F bomb, I actually criticised it because I said it didn't really feel very Star Trek for them to be dropping the F bomb. Whereas song like um, "God Damn It, Jim" or you know something like that, you know they could get away with back in the day, but it just seemed, it didn't seem very evolved, or very Star Treky for them to be dropping the F bomb. And when when it did it, it didn't work. You know, it just felt very very awkward. When when no, it
1: was, it was weird. It was, it was weird. I do I do like a lot of the characters. I like the science officer a lot. The, or, or of course our lead character. Uh, is she the first officer. I don't know what she is now. First
2: officer. Yeah, she's well. She's, she's a technical. Oh no! I'm sorry. Te- technical advisor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, technical
1: yeah, I like advisor. the first officer. This the that Doug Jones plays. Saru. Yeah. Yeah, and I like his character's interesting. I like the captain. I mean, he's a very dark, you know, captain.
0: Yeah, I got, I've got. I've got. I've got a theory about the captain.
1: I liked their. Uh, even though I saw. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but I I like their security guy. I liked I like all the characters really. Mm -hmm. I I like her best friend. I like the engineer. uh, Excuse me, yeah, the engineer guy, not the engineer guy. Is he engineer? Yeah, he's the guy the guy that they hooked up to the machine. Yes, he's He's really good. He's 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 uh, science guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I think he does engineering stuff. But Mm -hmm. uh, they do have good characters. Um, It's just very dark for Star Trek. It doesn't seem to. It doesn't completely fit the timeline that's been established with stuff, and I don't like their clean-ons very much. I think that really, because since it's this major plot line of clean-on war, it, it's really boring and uh, for not what I would have thought a clean-on war would be like. And yeah, and and their choice of talking in clean-on
0: Bores very the shit brave, I, mean. I
1: guess but it doesn't work. <laughs> very boring.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I find them having to pause every time they have those scenes. Because I can't keep up with the subtitles because it's all go by so fast.
1: And, really? Yeah. Because they talk so slow. That's part of the problem. Is they're like blah. blah yeah,
0: but blah. it's all they they <laughs> they have loads and loads. They have like a full paragraph of fucking subtitles.
1: It's like Marx is floating in Klingon, as you can see. They're like, hello, we will now. Or no, I'm sorry, that was too fast. <laughs> hello, it's we like, hey, will hey, now well. destroy them. <laughs> There's, they're doing their, <laughs> their Shatner impersonations. There's oh this, my god. There's was this flashback of one of the characters when he was a kid, and the kid was like, "blah blah blah," you know, like just spouted out really fast. Yeah. And I'm like, "Why aren't they all talking like that?" Like...
0: No, know, you know what happened though. <laughs> I think what happened is William Shatner went back in time to the to to the epoch that created the Klingons, and he mated with one of them, and his speech patterns sort of rubbed off. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know because were really, you know, they they could just done a little more of the ridges, you know, they got like a double nostril kind of thing going on. They could have done that. A couple other little minor things and then boom, that's it. That's all they had to do. Yeah. Had contact lenses. And none of them have they didn't hair. They did have to go so extreme. Huh?
0: None of them have hair. They're all bald.
1: I know, and it looks weird on them because I'm used to the long hair that so many Klenons have. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. I guess it's probably more scientifically correct because they're reptilian and not a lot of reptiles have hair, but, uh, but I still look cool. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh mention
2: my third honorable honor mention is a British series, Philip K. Dick's Electric De- Electric Dreams.
0: Ooh, really good series. It's an anthology series, uh based on Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. K. I
1: love, oh, okay, Dick. What is that on? I, yeah, I didn't know about this. It's not on
0: in America yet, I don't think. Um I, I basically been watching it on Channel Four here in the in the UK. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Race is not in England. No. I've I've got friends. Oh. Yeah, no, we
0: yeah. I I've I've got a cool phone app called Showbox and that's what I use to watch all the US shows. Oh the hell man? England's getting stuff before us? <laughs> but...
2: It'll air on Amazon, so those of you with Amazon will will
0: get it. Oh, all right, good. It's it's a it's a, it's an anthology series and it's based on Thingit K. Dick short stories and you know oh, it's
1: really I just good. bought a book of his short stories recently, so that's
0: mm. good. It's really really good. and the acting awesome. form the acting's great in them um, you know the you know the, the ring the ring good stories
1: you know i think i think oh, his stories have got to be the most adapted to film and tv right of any like sci-fi writer i think mm-hmm. probably so, so yeah
0: probably also the most fucked fo- up as well
1: in terms <laughs> There terms of have been a lot of awesome ones though man yeah T- they have
0: but you know i mean uh, what what was that they they did that one with keanu reeves a few years back in the mirror dark me was was it Oh, yeah, that was I great. I Can't remember what it was. It was an animated one. It was all
1: animated. Oh, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yes, yeah, was, that was a somewhere. That
0: was strange. <laughs> I didn't
1: know it was still kicking. <laughs>
0: actually, okay. Uh, worst shows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with um, Inhumans. I watched, one, I watched one episode. Oh, I could not. Oh, I forgot about
1: that. That was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, um, that's my pick.
0: I awesome. only seen the one episode. I couldn't watch anymore. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, me neither. No. I saw four episodes, I think, and uh, yeah. So you know, Jesus.
2: I, <laughs> I hung in there for Rockjaw, basically, and Anson Mount as um, as Black Bolt. Anson Mount was an MVP. That was a hard role, when he was acting his soul out for you know, just elevating the scripts. Yeah. He's got to act <laughs> with those those eyebrows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I wanted to watch it for the cool dog, but I couldn't justify watching the rest of the episodes for the cool dog. You know, I couldn't do yeah, it. More Lockjaw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it should be it should have been like um, they should have made it not jaw, and it should have been like Benji. Do you remember Benji, the TV show yes. back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it should have been like that or Nassie or something, but with Lockjaw <laughs> and his superhero dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah there's just a lot of weird writing choices in that show and it just was a bit of a mess it's too bad because i like in humans
0: uh-huh. but... so and, and i like
1: marvel quite a bit but that was not a good show <laughs> <laughs> marvel tv no not you a, like gifted. Mm-hmm. no 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 that's not marvel that's not no no dude that's seriously marvel cinematic is completely different than other studio stuff and that's my problem i don't want to watch marvel cinematic i want to Fox Marvel stuff is good, but that's not Marvel Cinematic. That's not ABC stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, no, it will be.
1: Although, now, yeah, that's going to be a big problem. And another, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the FCC blocks that deal, to be honest with
0: you. Another not-so-good one for me was, um, you know, having watched it twice, um, to make my mind up with, and the problem was was the uh, the, the fight choreography was a bit dodgy. Uh, the need actor just felt wrong, and that's uh, Iron Fist.
2: Oh, God, yes. Iron Fist
0: was not good.
1: You know, it kind of. I know it gets a bum rap, and it, it was not as good as Daredevil or Jessica Jones and Iron mm-hmm. Fit, or excuse me, Luke Cage. But I still liked it okay. I I thought it. You <laughs> know, I liked it okay.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> but I know, okay it's the but... It's
1: the weak. It's the weakest of the of the Netflix shows. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I put it in the in the worst in in in, in the worst shows.
1: It's a character because it's like he's some rich white dude he's got martial art you know it's not it's not a unique it's compared to like you know luke cage raised in harlem you know and or uh or jessica jones you know a female detective or you know those are characters that have very unique lenses to see the world through you know and iron fist is something that we've kind of already seen before with with arrow or with other shows
0: yeah but you know poster
1: think... fight scenes sucked <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, see, get, I, so. I haven't watched it because
1: I gave up on the Netflix shows. I just, they're just too dark for me. I mean, I know a lot of people love them; they're they're well made. But I see. I went Iron Fist was most up my alley because of the martial arts. But you're saying this guy who's supposed to be one of the greatest martial artists, right, in the Marvel universe? This fights were the worst out of all the shows. Basically, yeah, <laughs> it was, was really cool. weird. There's a couple of good ones.
0: There's also up there's, up. there's also the fact that you know you can actually tell when 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 the when the stunt double is on the screen. You can tell it's not him.
1: Mm, oh, yeah. I hate that. That always takes me out of the thing when that. I can tell it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably didn't have a mask or anything. So does he not have his bandana mask on? He doesn't have any costume though. He might. Yeah. He might have one for season two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, he's, so he just has his big curly puffy hair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he, he has. He has a tattoo with the dragon on his chest. You know, when he takes his top off, he's got this tattoo on his chest.
1: And what is he supposed to know? Kung Fu is that the style he's supposed to have trained in?
0: Yeah, it's kung fu. Well, yeah. It's kung fu. Or
1: multiple yeah. styles. It's whatever. It's, it's, it's definitely I mean, it's definitely Eastern, though, right? Martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, season two might be a lot better. I, I'm sure they're going to have a lot better fight scenes because there was such criticism about it. Uh, I don't know why they have bad fight I mean, Daredevil has great fight scenes. I don't know why Iron Fist couldn't have better fight scenes. I
0: thought mean, I mean, the fight scenes were actually better when they brought them all together for Defenders. I thought that was actually better show. Defenders. They were, yeah.
1: And but, I like Defenders. It, I don't it think it meshed... As well as it could have, but it was still a good show.
0: Yeah, It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but it was still good.
2: I'm, I'm with Jeff. I, I watch bits and pieces, um, but I don't really watch the the, the Netflix stuff because it is just too dark. I you did should not, watch it's Punisher, not... Jeff. It's, it's uplifting. <laughs> it is. If I stopped
1: watching Daredevil Season 2, I couldn't take Punisher. P- Punisher just... takes yeah. me well, to you should my watch, You should watch the second half because when Punisher leaves, it gets a lot less violent, less scory. Mm-hmm. Is he totally out of it after that? Is it just all Electra from that point on? Yeah. P- pretty much, yeah. Cause yeah, I love Electra. So all right, maybe I will. Maybe I'll just skip the rest of the first
0: half. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just really cool in, uh, in in defenders. You know, they, yeah. they bring it the back in it's defenders. Right you know, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a uh, punisher. Yeah, really uplifting show.
1: <laughs> it's really yeah. uplifting. It's, That's why
0: it's uh, quite, I guess You I, know. I, the Punisher is kind of like the Marvel equivalent of the Nativity.
1: Oh my God! What? Oh my God! What? Oh, good. Yeah, I just man, I I, don't, I mean I'm not sure if it's a reflection creators trying to reflect the state of the world we're in or what, but there's just too much dark stuff on TV. I don't want to see it. Like that's why I love Orville and Wonder Woman. Like I need uplifting stuff after all this dark this, this shit.
0: This is why we love the. This is why we love the Orville as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. full of, of, oh, I, for the future but those characters are street level, they're always supposed to be a little darker anyway. Although I don't think Luke Cage is that dark.
0: Luke Cage is kinda of funny actually, I think. He's you Yeah, know, I don't think he Luke gets Cage off some too great one-liners. I
1: haven't seen that because I couldn't take after second season of Daredevil, so <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I, really, I could, like I love just the alias. I love that comic series, it's awesome, but I can't watch the show, It just it's way too dark of a story for me to watch visually.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um so uh, Jeff, I think you wanted to do do, do a few books.
1: Uh, wait, let me throw in my most disappointing TV show. I think not okay. get throw mine in. Oh yeah, right. my in It's a show uh, I think the rest of you threw on your honorable mention or at least are enjoying. It's actually Star Trek Discovery. Um, I'm a huge Star Star Trek is my favorite uh, well Deep Space Nine is my favorite series of all time, followed by Next Generation. Uh, but I'm a big fan of all you know, Star Trek in general, uh, for a very long time. And yeah, usually disappointed uh, in the sh- I actually could not watch Past the Pilot. It was so non-Star Trek to me. Um I just I couldn't take it. It just I didn't like anything about it. I you want to, I didn't know, I just don't know why they just didn't make a sci fi show and not call, call it something else. Don't call it Star Trek. Just go make a sci fi show that you wanted to make. I don't understand mm. why they had to make it so
0: well, anti Star Trek. You know, it's kind of how I felt about Battlestar Galactica. You know, so I can I can actually relate to you on that because it's how I felt about Battlestar Galactica. I loved the original because of its uh, because it felt like a family show, and it was it was fun to watch, even though the stories were actually like uh, disused scripts from Gunsmoke and stuff like that. It was still fun to watch. <laughs> um, so, and and the new the new one that Ron Moore did wasn't fun to watch. It was too dark for me, sort of thing.
1: Um, yeah, you know. I mean, listen. This is just this is a different take on Star Trek. That's fine. People are enjoying it. That's great. I'm happy they are. This is not what I want out of Star Trek, though. So that's why I'm watching the Oracle yeah. That is what I want out of Star Trek. Well, I
0: got I, I got some. I don't blues think up. you'll.
1: St- I still don't think you're going to like it. But it does change a lot with number two, and even more with number three and on. Mm-hmm. Because number one's like a prelude almost to what. Yeah,
0: the num- number one, series one, number one and two really, yeah. It? You mean the one pilot?
1: Two. Yeah. The yeah, first it's really two rep- weird.
0: The first structure. two episodes are a prequel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, two, I guess both of them are. Oh yeah, I've heard you and Mark and other people, my friends, tell me that. Like, I, which I don't get either. I don't get why that. That's why they would have structured it. Well, <laughs> it I mean, all... on, online, it's a two-parter, like aired at the same time. And they didn't do that on, uh, on CBS for whatever reason. And I think that was a weird. Yeah, well, because they wanted everybody to um, sign up, right? But they should just show the whole two-parter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it would have sold it a little bit better, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got. I've got I, some... I
1: liked. I liked. I liked mud on it.
0: He's, he's fun. Yeah, he is good, fine. Mud. Um, and it, it, it felt a little bit Star trek what they did with Mud in the end, when, you know, in that episode. That that kind of... Well, that's
1: what... Yeah, that's what... It's still dark, but it does feel a little bit... There's certain episodes that feel more like Star Trek than other ones.
0: But i I got a bit of news for you that, that you know, there's a rumour been going around that Nicholas Meyer has actually been working on another Star Trek project. He was
1: supposed to be a consulting producer on this one.
0: You oh, he is. Is still is. He still is, but I yeah, think he's. Yeah. I think he's working on another Star Trek project, that might be more true to Star Trek. I don't think
1: that's. I don't. There's no way they're gonna have two. I don't. They just started this one. They're not gonna do another Star Trek
0: one. I don't think. Right. No, they, they might. I mean, they 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 had a. I mean,
1: back in the day, they did. Yeah. I mean, DS Nine was running when Next Gen Voyager was running. When DS Nine was still running, mm-hmm. that was like the heyday of Star Trek. Yeah. Hey, we I got four DC shows, there in... Back yeah, to back of CW, so...
0: It might, might happen. I mean, it's all like uh, I think that's actually what ruined Star Trek the last time, as in it became too saturated and marketplace, you know, but... Uh,
1: I don't know. Mainly, I think, unfortunately, Enterprise was just not a good series and that kind of <laughs> did not help at all. Four it's seasons. the only show that ever put me to sleep. Like, there's certain episodes where I literally fell asleep.
0: Yeah, fourth four season. <laughs> no, I will
1: still say Enterprise felt totally like Star Trek, so I can watch Enterprise.
0: Fourth season was great of Enterprise. I, I loved the fourth got, season. yes,
1: it was better than this last season, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was too late.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, everyone's worst mention? Is that everyone's worst uh, I've got
2: one. Amazing. Yeah, Once Upon a Time. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh yeah.
2: Like, no, no spoil please, because I'm
1: like three seasons behind.
2: Okay, yeah. Um,. Uh, yeah, it's once upon a time. I feel like they should have ended it several years, um, and that they shouldn't have even done this season. And I won't even discuss why because Jeff doesn't want spoilers, so I'll just stop there. Thank you. Just there probably I'm, like, won't happy. be there probably won't be another season.
0: It's <laughs> it's and let's just say it's ringy ringy crap. <laughs> okay, end <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> I, I do know about Henry though. I do know like he's an adult it now. It is though. terrible. The end.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, I, I watched <laughs> that's the first. Not
2: very good, to a fairy tale.
0: <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of the new season, and I've stopped right there. I can't take it anymore.
2: <laughs> I I just um I read synopses and I watched pertinent YouTube clicks uh, YouTube clips, and that's all I could do. And then I, and then I, and then after a certain point, after after Rumpel and Bell storyline was resolved, I couldn't deal with it anymore. And I could give up. So
0: okay. Uh... Uh, so, on your books, Jeff.
1: All right. Three books I'm going to mention. I've been doing, actually, a lot of reading this year. Um, so, even though I have not been so happy with the Star Wars movies, I have been pretty happy with some of the Star Wars books. Uh, my favorite author for Star Wars, he actually is the one who did the original Star Wars books back in the early uh, or mid-90s. That was the Heir of the Empire series. Uh, and he introduced Grand Admiral Thrawn, who later shows up in Rebels. But Timothy Zahn did a new book called Thrawn, Which is about the origin story of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, And by the way, folks, if you haven't read Zahn's original books, go back and read that. Read Thrawn back then. He's the best villain since Vader, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, He's amazing. Uh, Zahn is an amazing writer. He's written, I think, now ten. I think this is ten Star Wars books. I've read them all. They're all great. Um, uh, He wrote other sci-fi stuff as well, which is really good. But. Uh, yeah, go read Thrawn. You don't have to know anything about Thrawn because it's an origin story. So just go read this yeah. what if you haven't read anything else. This, this one's, is this one within the continent? This In is canon. Continent. This is canon. But it also does not violate anything he previously did with Thrawn, which I like. I didn't want him to have to, you know, like, throw, throw that stuff out that he did, you know. I, don't, I hate that when they say it's not canon anymore. It's bullshit. Well, I'm Next book is uh, from Andy Weir. It's his new book. Andy Weir is the author of The Martian, which obviously, if you haven't read it, many of you saw the movie. Uh, He has a new book out called Artemis. It just came out a couple weeks ago. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. It's really good, and uh, it's about a lunar colony. So it's set in kind of the near future where people are living on uh, the moon. And uh, it's got a very cool, uh, actually – uh, Middle Eastern female protagonist uh, who uh, gets herself to a trouble one. She's very sarcastic and smart assy uh and she, she's really cool. And then the third one is actually another Star Wars book. It's actually this one went along with a video game. It was Star Wars Battlefront 2 Infernal Squad by Christy Golden. Uh, this I, I know, Mark, you're rolling your eyes. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Christy or Christopher? Christy Golden.
0: Yeah, I've oh, read okay. some of, I read some third yeah, she, of her. She's books. Read,
1: a of stuff. read a lot of stuff. Um... Anyway, this kind of leads into, I guess, the game. I actually haven't gotten the game yet, but um, I have. A, Infernal Squad is kind of like the Empire's version of Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're a special uh, group of four people. Um, it's actually really well done. It's, it's. Int- I always like it when you make characters who are on this supposedly evil side, but you actually start to care about them. The way they, you know they portray them and what they're doing, uh, we're not supposed to be rooting for them, but you wind up kind of you know caring about Infernal Squad, uh, even though they're all working for the Empire um yeah i actually definitely recommend it um and again it's pretty it's all new characters too it's totally new characters um that just have to tie into the game but sounds but like it. empire propaganda to me <laughs> <laughs> well yes i am right like, maybe it's like uh, you know the dark side's not so bad <laughs> <laughs> no there's no they're, don't worry there's no synth in it man they're just uh, oh. you know normal. they're special you know like special special forces basically like
0: I've been playing the game, and the the single player game is actually pretty pretty good. Yeah, because
1: yeah. you get to play, I right as Iden, Iden uh, Versio. Yeah. It's the main character in the book?
0: Yeah, and and you know, and and, and the game, you know, the 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 game obviously so like uh, you know t- tells her story, and I'll leave it there because um, obviously you've not played the game. Don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, thank um. you. <laughs> Books, I'm not really, i have not really been reading that much of late, but I've I've actually been reading the Jedi, you know the the prequels to the films, you know the these ones by uh by Chuck Wendig, and first one was a bit slow. The second one I've not really started yet, and third, and a book I'm reading actually is a uh, Be the Force, and it's uh, kind of like about the Jedi sort of like religion. Mm. you know, philosophies about Jedi religion. It's written by Daniel M. Jones, who actually formed the first online church of Jedi.
1: Do they <laughs> measure your metachlorines? Pardon? <laughs> Do they measure your metachlorines?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just a really interesting read. You know, the guy's got Asperger's syndrome, and he, mm. he talks about how, you know, it talks about how his mother Star Wars kind of got him into reading about other things such as buddhism and and stuff like that and um you know it's it's open he it opened this Jedi church as you know to be a force for good i think it's taking the star wars philosophy sort of thing you know as in as in you can you can be a force for good or you know you can be on the dark side or what whatever uh, but it's not—it's not—not a religion as such. It's more of a—it's more of an alternate take on spirituality. It's, it's quite interesting read. Nice.
1: Otherwise, you told us uh, you can't say your religion is the forest in England, right?
0: Yeah, you know. But, well, basically, um, back in two thousand in two thousand census, uh, there was a joke going around, and it started off as a joke to you know declare yourself as a Jedi Knight in, uh, under religion, and basically, if so many hundred thousand people do it it's actually classed as a religion and it's been classed as a religion since 2000 and um Dan formed the the official you know, Jedi church in 2007 um off the back of that sort of thing um but he, he saw sort of I like did that off the back of the, the census you know so, cool
1: so. nice
2: um, And <clears throat> in, in terms of books I've been reading um classic literature. I've been reading a lot of H.G. Wells in conjunction with, um, Big Finish, the audios, releasing a, a series of H.G. Wells adaptations. And then in addition to that, I've been catching up on some, um, some comics that were recommend, recommended. I bought on sale. I bought Green Arrow year one, just so that I could, you know, have some context for the beginning of the series anyway. And I also have been reading, um, slowly but surely, um, green arrow green lantern yes my
0: favorite yes
2: I, I, I got that on sale at the same time i've been slowly but surely making my way through it it's awesome um regrettably i don't think they're going to be able to adapt it if for no other reason than because supernatural is already the cw's roadshow and i don't think they have the money for a second roadshow so that format's not going to work
0: you yeah, know well, supernatural it's all filmed in canada so they don't really go very far, it's just sort of like...
1: True, true. Yes. The same Maybe. hotel set, redecorated
0: yeah.
2: for every hotel. And then, <laughs> I don't read um, that many comics, but the, the new comic that I've been reading is Bombshells. I absolutely mm. adore the, the, the Bombshells Elseworld. It's brilliant. And I'm slowly but surely working my way through the trades. So I got through Volume 4, and I, I kind of wish Bombshells was actually prime continuity. Because mm-hmm. the the characters are are so much stronger. I, in fact, I, I um, Bombshell Supergirl blows CW Supergirl on the water. Mm, that felt really well. And um, I absolutely love
0: her. So yeah, I um, I just reread Batman Noel a couple of a couple of weeks back. Um, because I I really like that, and I kind of make a point of reading it every year as we're coming towards Christmas. Um, mm. and oh. Comic book reading. I've been reading the um, the Dark Horse comics adaptation of American Gods, which is really interesting. Um, having seen the first season of the show, it's really interesting how different the actual story is narratively from the from the show. Because the comic book is pretty much uh, an adaptation of Neil Gaiman's book. So, you know, I'm sorry, which book? American Gods. Oh
1: yeah, you know. that's an interesting show. Last year I read over a hundred books. This year, I've not been doing very good about fiction. I've been so busy. I've read a lot of books that are right are nonfiction writing books and filmmaking books, a few role-playing game books. But uh, some fiction that I've started reading that are that's good so far just to try to join in in the conversation. Uh, there's one called After the Golden Age, which is like a superhero one that is about a woman who, is the daughter of two prominent superheroes. Uh, they're sort of like the Justice League of, of that world. And she has no powers or anything, and she's sort kind of a rebel and stuff, and she's an accountant. And um, she gets thrown into this court trial with their March enemy who's getting arrested for tax evasion because they can't get him on anything else. Uh, but she discovers a bunch of secrets and stuff about him. And, and the woman who writes it is one of the writers who writes, who's writes, who been writing off and on in... Um, the Wild Cards universe that George R. R. Martin edits—it's a superhero type thing that goes throughout mm-hmm. history. Um, so it's really well done. Uh, there's another one I started reading that's pretty good so far called Ex Heroes. That was sort of a surprise because I wasn't sure what it was about until I started reading it. It's um, basically it's people with superpowers, but it's like in a post-apocalyptic world, near future where there's it's like a zombie invasion. So it's like Walking Dead meets superheroes, sort of. And so it's really weird. <laughs> it's really different. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I've been reading this, this novella series called karma police. It's a cool series where this person is jumping from body to body and is caught up in these murder mysteries. And at first this person has no, has amnesia. And of course they don't have a body of their own body. So they don't, they can't remember who they are. They don't even know if they're male or female at first and, and, or how they're jumping but they keep getting stuck, and like there'd be like a murder mystery, and they're spiraling around, jumping from by to by each day to other people and getting pieces of the of the mystery until they solve something, and it's pretty clever. Cool. And, uh, Sounds
2: cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, um, predictions for 2018 in film and TV. Uh, who wants to start this one off?
2: I'll go um, for movies first. Um, that some point in... The Infinity War movies, Coulson will be reintegrated into the cinematic. At least I hope.
1: Hmm. We'll see. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's going to leave the show, or he just going to be in both?
2: Um.
0: I think this is personally.
2: Nice I don't season. think. I don't think. I don't think the show is going to last much past this season. I, th- I think this is the last season. in Fourth. fourth season? Yeah. Yeah. That's no, fifth. Why
0: oh, yeah. Is it fifth
1: really? Yeah, it's fifth. Holy shit. Okay. You no, know, it's not
0: that long. Mm. No, the last season was really good.
1: Yeah, and I've heard good things about the season, I haven't seen it, but they they do an interesting job of really changing the format every season. So mm. but boy, that first season was rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I'm gonna predict that the X-Men are coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's on. Boom. Drop mic. That's That's not, no, no, don't pick that mic up and shove it up your butt (laughs) because that's not any prediction at all. Anybody can predict that. It's happening. And the Fantastic Four, Galactus, boom, they're there. Mm. That might be the main phase two villain is Galactus. We'll see. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Fine, I'm going to predict, I I think I I need to read a whole article on this, but I'm going to predict that's going to be the worst thing that ever happens that X-Men go to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. (laughs) No, I honestly think Disney getting a hold of Fox is a terrible thing to happen. I'm going to predict also that basically all these movies become the same cookie-cutter movies we've been seeing. None of them are great movies. They're movies I will forget as soon as I see them. Um, And that the more one company like Disney starts taking over everything, the more similarities we get, and we're not going to get different movies, the less heterogeneity we get, and that's bad for filmmaking. And that's why I don't know what's happened. Mm-hmm. Differences um, is good. Sameness is bad. We get the same things over and over again.
0: I'm gonna predict that we could be seeing a Star Wars TV series in the in the not too distant future.
1: Well, that's been a rumor for I, a long
0: time. I yeah. think it's going to be sort of like set before the trilogy, or the trilogies. It's going to be set a thousand years before. So we're going to see.
1: Like Knights of the Old Republic? Like
0: Knights of the Old Republic, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what it should do. Hey, well, that, 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 those games are amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The I first think, game's one of the best games ever made.
0: I think that's going to be this Star Wars, the premise of the Star Wars TV series.
1: And you're saying live action, right? Live action, yeah. Yeah. It's been in the works for a long time. It just, But now D- Disney is going to have their live streaming platforms. They're going to be really wanting to create original content for those platforms. And Star Wars would be a an easy one. Oh, yeah, they get a million subscribers just for that. Mm -hmm. And then a Avengers versus X movie. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. No can see me. I don't know
0: why I'm doing this on camera.
1: I'm going to (laughs) thumb down. I'm just doing thumbs down. That's not rude. I'm not flipping you off. I'm not doing
0: this. Another prediction I have, um, and this is, I don't know when, this is for the future. This isn't for 2018 and such. But it's another prediction I have is I think there's going to be a DC versus Marvel characters movie, like they did the crossover in the comics. I think they'll do crossovers between DC and Marvel in in the films as well.
1: I I mean, you keep thinking that. Uh, that's a tough sell, though, man. It, it'll it'll have to be. you will have to happen a few years down the road, where the popularity is dropping, and then yeah. they're looking for something.
0: It, it'll be Hulk versus Sonnen and Grundy.
1: <laughs> no, that's, no, Grundy's just gonna get his ass kicked. <laughs> No, we need to do Thor versus Wonder Woman and see Wonder Woman put that guy in his place.
2: Oh, that would rock. That would rock.
0: Yeah, which, version so of, which version of Thor, though? Because they've got the female version now, are not they? In the no, comics. the
1: movie version. It's got to be all the movie versions, obviously, if we're going to do movie crossovers. Yeah,
0: well, you know, she can't even pull Thor's hair anymore. He's had a buzz cut, hasn't he?
2: <laughs>
1: she doesn't have to. Why would she pull his hair? Just punch him in the face. <laughs>
2: um, a prediction that I, I have for the shorter term is that the trial of The Flash coming up in the second half of the season mm-hmm. um, will not be the rest of the season. It'll only be a portion, and then there'll be like a third pod of episodes that'll be something else leading off of that.
1: I hope so. I don't want to see a trial for the whole
2: <laughs> I swear, I don't either. I really don't either. It's, is this law and order up. we just turned into? Yeah, it's more it's more like a hope than a prediction because I can I can see them going. I can see the I can see the trial of Flash Arc lasting for like four
1: episodes. I think that storyline's then... gonna go by fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, basing what'll do is.
1: Oh
2: God. Yeah.
0: But Barry Allen will be the prosecution as well as the defense attorney, and we're going. Phew! And her. Maybe, maybe
1: Iris can now become a lawyer, too, since they decided to not have her be a reporter anymore, and she's now the head of Flat Team Flash. Maybe she'll become a lawyer overnight.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. she's had loads of jobs as Iris, hasn't she? Well,
1: look, so. you know it's ridiculous, that they totally dropped the whole reporter thing, and they just decided, now she... Oh, yeah, it is. It wasn't done, it wasn't done organically, is what I'm saying. Just, yeah. You know. No, it wasn't. I don't yeah. know if the they did it, but it's, just, it's like Lana Lane from... Uh, Smallville, where they just didn't know what to do with her and they're just trying different things. I'm waiting for when she becomes a witch. Remember where they oh, did that line? Oh, that was, just one, that, that was just one episode. That was hilarious, well, though. Wasn't that it was just with... one of many things they did with Lana. Lane? <laughs> I like Lana, man. I know, yes, she bounced around a lot. I like Lana. I like her and Clark. I mean, Lois and Clark, of course, is how it should have ended, which it did, but... Yeah. Lana was cool. I like Kristen Truck a lot, actually, so...
0: Yeah, I, w- I would have liked him a lot more if they'd been able to do the finale, you know, they-, they had him turn in Superman in the finale. I would have liked to have seen him just do a couple of episodes where he was, where he was proper Superman and then ended. I would with...
1: just like that they had shown him full on in the costume instead
0: of that weird thing they did. Yeah, that CGI yeah. flyby. It just didn't work. It just saw that, that was, that was terrible. Of... That,
1: last episode, that last episode was really bad, unfortunately. Yeah. That was, was them nice. Not delivering a promise that they had made for the beginning
0: yeah and the whole red blue blur thing it kind, kind of run its course. i
1: like the red blue blur come on i'm I'm glad they didn't i don't i never wanted him to be superman until maybe the final episode but i I don't think he should have been before that yeah yeah i think that was fine i just just wish they had shown him like truly as superman yeah it's almost like they spend all their money or something they couldn't afford no it was it was they just there was a choice. Like uh, Tom Mullen said, he pushed for that. He didn't want he didn't want to show it, and he thought it would be a disservice to the fans. Which I think that's I don't, I didn't get that, but whatever.
2: Uh, a hope of mine for the for the DCU is is Supergirl. Um, I don't mind that they have car shipping with Monel. They're going to ship whoever they want on the CW. What I mind is that if they're going to ship these characters, they need to have them actually talk about their issues, like. These are two characters who are coming off of planetary extinction events. And instead of discussing the actual, you know, planetary extinction events and what those mean for their longer-term futures, they're just angsting about whether they can be together without without the layers in the subtext that would logically be there. Um, for, for instance, um, logically, Kara would have, part of her would have wanted Manel to marry her, make her the princess of Daxum, and bring her back to Daxum, not to be a princess, but because Daxum was the one salvageable world they had between them. And she really wants to save a world. She wants the same thing as her aunt and uncle, it's just that she wants to save a world that actually needs to be saved instead of actually superimposing a new world on top of the existing one. But she wants the same, it's the same drive. She wants to save the world, and Earth doesn't need to be saved on that level. And she and Manel didn't actually have that actual conversation. Instead, they're whining about mothers-in-law and the, and the fact that she can't get around and get, and get along with his parents. And I'm like, what is this narrative? These are not your issues. <laughs> These are not your issues.
1: That's you know, is a that really, That's a really cool point. I never actually thought of it that way, but you're right. I guess usually in a story like that, the the protagonist would want to continue their world in some way right or rebuild restart that's usually the story right the journey that they're going through and this you're right it's very CW teeny angst even though not teenagers but uh, relationship angst instead of there's no there's never any talk about that yeah Krypton's dead I'm sad about it and that's it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I want want Kara's arc to be more like the Martians because the Martians are actually facing their problems the Martians are actually facing the fact that they're the last Martians and Supergirl, except for like an episode here or an episode there, doesn't really deal with it. And it's not okay, because I know that I happen to know, even though I don't read a lot of comics, I happen to know from folks who do, that canon Supergirl ends up living on a Kryptonian colony elsewhere. She eventually does leave, um, because she feels the need to actually continue her people and, and, and be that and do that. And I'm hoping that the Supergirl series ends on that something. some note, along those lines because Kara needs to get to the point where she gets past the CW crap and actually deals with organically what her issues actually are.
0: I've got a prediction um, for you. What? I predict that Supergirl's gonna get cancelled and she's gonna end up on Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Oh, get oh. out of here. That's <laughs> <not gonna> get <laughs> out of here. It's terrible. <laughs> I predict Legends of Tomorrow might get cancelled. If any of us are, Mark thinks one of them is and if Legends is the one of anything. Mm.
2: Um, I'm hoping that if they do cancel Legends, they find something to do with the characters and just reallocate them
1: so well, that, you that can still see. That's an easy one to do where you could destroy the ship. Most of them came from other shows anyways. Yeah. yeah. You could reintegrate them as supporting cast in other shows. Real easy. You yeah. can't do that with the other. A Supergirl would have nowhere to go. I, mean, I guess she'd get lost to another Earth, but it would be much harder to... Yeah, I know. she go back yeah. back home.
0: Yeah, they could. Uh, they they could they could easily just cancel Legends and carry on as an animated series. That'd work really um, wrong as an animated show. It would.
2: Yep. it would. Have you have you have you watched the Ray? No. Nope. S- six episodes of the Ray. It's really good.
1: It's really good. Uh, I predict Marks and I every show will continue to talk about a Birds of Prey show, and they will continue to not give us one.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh, that was almost a certainty. <laughs>
0: That's definitely I will certain.
1: predict, I will keep saying puns, like, I don't think you have to worry about that ship between Supergirl and Monel because I think that ship is sunk. I was going to say sailed. Okay, sunk That's better. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know what? There might be, though. Maybe they might do a Birds of Prey movie. That's more possible than a show, probably. That
2: me. could work. That could work. And depending on casting, it could be great. I mean, they're
1: doing Gotham sirens, right? Or yes. Whatever are calling it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking sirens. forward to that one. All right, Mark, why do you shake your head at this stuff? You don't Why want not? to see Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman in a movie? Oh, oh yeah. I love Suicide Squad, and I don't think they did a very good job, so I I don't want them Are to be picture. No, all right, so it's not that you wouldn't want to see those characters, just you don't think they're going to do them justice, right? Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm not sure if they're going to do them justice, that's all. Yeah, Harley they Quinn, haven't... they did, though. Harley Quinn was the one, I think, good thing about that movie. They
2: did her they right. Yeah. It. yeah. yeah for
0: the most part. All they need to do is get I rid think of... Margot
2: Robbie was great. She's awesome,
0: yeah. Yeah, I thought she was great in Neighbors as well. She was neighbours. Yeah, it was the Australian soap that she actually. She she it was, oh. it was, it was her, her first job before going to America. You know, she kind of uh. got, got well known in this country on Neighbours because we get the we get that soap here. Also, Chris Hemsworth was um on, on another show that we get here called Home and Away, <laughs> and, uh. and and uh, Russell Crowe had a, had a brief stint in Neighbours. He was in one scene, and then we seen him in Gladiator.
1: My <laughs> so, yeah, of Australians made a big. Mm. I thought
0: you were talking about that sci-fi comedy show that was on, like, for no, no, half a no, 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 no. <clears> na- <throat> na- neighbors is a soap. It's set in a suburb. It's set in a suburban neighborhood in in Australia, um, mm. and it's like uh, it just so happens that a lot of your Australian actors that have made it big in the states have come from that show. And if it's not been that show, it's been been, been another show that they have called Home and Away. So. Cool. I, I, I'm a Fisher, the uh, the actress Iyinga Fisher. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, she she was in Home and Away before she went over to the States and you know sort of like did a few films. The only film I've seen her in really is Wedding Crashers, and you know I didn't really sort of like it. So, <laughs> but, cool. So I predict you're going to get more Australian imports from Neighbours. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, anything else before we go? Do you want to mention your various shows and stuff like that? Oh,
1: yeah, thanks. Uh, so Mark and I do a show, like Ian mentioned, called DC Action Hour, where we talk all the uh, DC superhero shows. So Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. Mark, stop punching. Jesus Christ, you're so distracting. <laughs> I know mean, you can't see this, folks, but he does all this karate whenever I talk about it.
2: And, um, <laughs> Black Lightning too
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah, so I'm very excited, I think Mark's is too We're going to add Black Lightning when we return Because Black Lightning is about to debut in a few weeks So we're on a little bit of a hiatus now because all those shows are But January 21st is our next show back uh, That's when the shows return and Black Lightning uh, debuts So we, we talk about the new episodes every week We also have a lot of guests on uh, Like we've had the Cupid actress Amy uh, Goumanek Gim- And uh, Anatoly David and uh, We're actually... Uh, David Sobolov, who plays Drodd on our show on January 21st. Uh, awesome. He's going to be our guest, yeah. So we, we, we talked to them. Then we talked to the new episodes, and there's a live chat, so we love hearing from you guys. And also, actually later that week, January 24th, well, the new season of Super Geeked Up Live will debut. That is my geeky chat and improv comedy show. So we talk all different kinds of geeky stuff, superheroes, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, and we do like, these zany games. It's kind of like Whose Line Is It Anyway, but we put a geek theme on it, spin on it. Uh, so we always have a lot of fun. We have different guests on there as well and uh i think marks and, me and you both i think have been on that right mm-hmm. yeah so uh yeah so uh, that'll be 11 p.m on wednesdays eastern time and dc action hour is um sundays at 8 p.m eastern and there's always live chats going on for all those super up.com and super Geeked up on youtube is where you can find and subscribe to all that stuff cool
0: and matt's um you can find me over at markspile.com
1: where you can find links to episodes of the podcast genretainment on this feed um where we do interviews with different writers, actors, producers, and, and such. And with me and, and my co-host, Julie. Also there, you can find out about whatever other projects I'm working on, because I'm like Jeff, I'm an indie filmmaker, and, and I'm also an author and all that stuff. So, And you can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Marks.
0: Okay, well, obviously with us, you can find us on scifipulseradio.com, where you can also find genre episodes. And you can also find uh, some of Rais's work, as well as my own... And it's Matts uh, on sci uh, where we're doing lots of comic reviews, TV reviews, and uh, big finish audio reviews. So you might want to check those out. Thank you all for listening. Wish you all a happy Christmas, uh, which is probably going to be over by the time we get this up, and a happy new year. (laughs) You know, we we will get it up before.